I'm not the future of House Atreides. A great man doesn't seek to lead. He's called to it. But if your answer is no, you'll still be the only thing I ever needed you to be. My son. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Take Me to a Reader, discussing adapted science fiction at its best and worst. I'm Seth. I'm James. And I'm Colin. Distracted by a cat. <laughs> and a cat. <laughs> uh, Ferdy? Ferdy. Okay. Has just uh, entered the area because we're at Colin's house today. And uh, we're doing a special pickup episode, which we mentioned on the last episode that will come out after this one. So enjoy the uh, <laughs> nonlinear narrative, um, except for Patreons. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, we have previously done an episode on Dune by Frank Herbert and the... David Lynch movie and the sci-fi miniseries, and now we're doing a, uh, a circle around, coming full circle to doing part one of some number of movies uh, directed by Denis Villeneuve and Emmanuel. I'm sorry, I'm probably butchering the name. Um, you're gonna have to teach me how to pronounce that one better. Um, Indeed, but yeah, so we literally just came from that movie, and we're gonna talk about it. So, overall thoughts, like you know, thumbs up, you know couple sentences, what'd you think, James? You can't see by my thumbs up. Okay. Yay. No. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I think I like the movie. Okay. I did not enjoy the theater experience, but that's okay. Wait, oh. Is this the first time you've been to a theater? <laughs> this is the first time I've been to a theater. I don't remember the last time I've been to a theater. Wow. It's been a really long time. Did you now. even go in 2020? Not at all. <laughs> was, it, was Aquaman the last time you went to a theater with us? You oh, had to go after that. That might be it. Shazam, maybe? Shazam. No, Aquaman was after Shazam. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I could think Aquaman might have been the last time I was in the theater. Yeah. And you don't even remember that theater experience. Uh, No, not really. No. (laughs) Bits and pieces are coming back to me now. (laughs) Flashbacks. The the spice is getting to you and you're starting to have the... It was generally just uncomfortable in the theater. Uh, You know, masking up for two and a half hours. I I have to say, you know, people who wear glasses, uh, the masking is much worse. Yeah. I do wear glasses. Uh, So... People weren't spread out, you know. Like, well, that was our yeah, own fault because we guys, all picked but... tickets that were apparently in the same general area. Right. Apparently. Everybody wanted. Well, to be no, little... we're fine. This yeah. is idiots around us. <laughs> we should have. We should have moved down two rows and over slant left. Yeah, and we would have had. Yeah, like, no joke. The uh, the 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 concentration of people was around us in the right. theater, like yeah. down the center. I mean, the theaters fair. have not been yeah. very full, so you couldn't no, move around. But I, I liked being in the middle. I, I don't care. Yeah, you know, it was just overall loud. I think too. That too. Yeah. 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 Okay. Loud. So overall thoughts from Colin. Uh, it's probably the most canonical adaptation that I have seen. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and yet I think there are several, several replotting decisions that say we will not see any movies after Dune. Interesting. Okay. I want to know about those. Yeah. Um, mm. well, so this is all coming from memory, right? Okay. And I, I'm not a fan of a, of a Hans Zimmer soundtrack. <laughs> I, I would rather have something orchestral than electronic, and I'd yeah. like a lot less. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, limit that to like four, maybe five times throughout the entire two and a half hours for mm-hmm. effect. When it's just there all the time, yeah. It's, yeah. it loses all effect. Hmm. I, uh, I, I don't I don't like the casting. I think they sh- they went with A-list actors, and they should have pulled nobodies. I think people were too old and too young. Oh. Um, hmm. Uh, hmm. Gosh, what else? I kind of like it. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was a nicely yeah. shot movie. So this is this is where I was I was going to go into after initial impressions. I'll say I liked it. I liked the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll go into you know the whys of. You didn't actually say if you liked the movie. 
I yeah. Mm. You said you thought it was fairly is, canonical. Is the jury but still out? <laughs> I think it's like sixty percent Dune, but okay. I, I, I think I think it easily could be in the eighty fives. And okay. you know the differences were because they wanted to make changes to it, and I don't know that the changes made it necessarily better. Okay, so I, none of us went back and reread the book uh, last night. You did reread the whole. I thing? I read or? like one hundred and fifty pages. Okay, so. I mean, there, there were scenes in there that seemed straight out of the book. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You betcha. And so right at the beginning, when there's the opening kind of narration, which I'm not a big fan of, but mm-hmm. sometimes in a large enough world, it's hard to get around it, right? Yeah, right. Um, to set up kind of what the situation is to this point. Mm-hmm. You were kind of throwing up your hands like, what the hell is this? Um, every, every time something went really badly off, I'm like, that's wrong. Okay. Can't do that. Why was this here? <laughs> okay. and you know my position on this. It's not wrong. It's just a different decision. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, so what was wrong with the beginning? Where, where it was it was Zendaya, you know, Chani was narrating the kind of the conflict with the Harkonnens and the Fremen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's completely not in the book. That's just, that's added in. Doesn't uh, need to be there at all. I totally disagree. I mean, the, I, re- I literally read the book okay, 12, 24 hours ago. Do, does the book establish <laughs> wait, wait, that the Harkonnens... Which part of what he said do you disagree with? That it's not in the book. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not in the book in that, you know, from a linear perspective, linear time perspective, right? But it, the book does establish that there was an antagonistic thing between the, the Harkonnens and the Fremen pri- prior to the Atreides coming in. Yeah. So what's the problem with it? I, that scene, those scenes don't need to be there. They should have put in other things that were like... But it was representing what the book actually talks about. Sure, but then you, you can mention it in passing. About, you know, give it to Keynes and say, yes, you know, the Harkonnens, you know, used to persecute the Fremen horribly and the instead of showing bad. And- instead of showing a scene of that, you, you would rather have, I mean, it was narration, but you'd rather have an exposition dump instead of a little flash of something? Uh, well, I think it's three sentences and I think I just said them. Sure. That's all you need to say. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I just, I don't, I, I guess I don't understand why, since it's representing something that the book mentions, why not do it that way? What value does it add to do it this way versus the way the book did it? it it's a movie. It's, it's flashy. Doing, it's, it's telling cool. it differently. It does not have to tell it the same way. It's flashy and it looks cool. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. And the Fremen don't wear armor. When were the Fremen wearing armor? You didn't watch that very carefully. It Paul looked, was in armor. Yeah, they it were, looked they like were they were wearing steel armor. Suits. Oh, so. yeah, they, were, they were in armor. Yeah, they're, they're in the Atreides looking armor. They kind of look like it. At the beginning? Yeah. Huh? During that I, fight, yeah, I will rewatch it because yeah. I'm planning on rewatching it. Yep. Um, but anyway, that's just, call me I, out. Call I, me out in podcast part two if I'm if I'm really wrong. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I just saw you throwing up your hands and I thought, what is there to object about this? This is totally in the book. No, but um, I mean, mm-hmm. the conflict is in the book. Yeah. So they're they're portraying the conflict and therefore right. portraying something that's in the book. I thought you would like it. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, We're getting into the weeds. Um, we are. <laughs> there, there was there were other decisions that you said you didn't like. Um, yeah, Duncan Idaho doesn't die at that part of the movie. He, he he dies, or if he dies, it comes really in later. But he actually factors into other novels that come in the future. But he's resurrected. Sure. But yeah. you have to have him to resurrect instead of dying in the middle of the desert nowhere where they probably can't get a solid DNA sample off the guy. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see the body. Um, I mean, I did, but... Right. Future they tech. put a they put a sword right through him, right in front of you, and then he stood up again with mm-hmm. all of his steel suit water draining. Does he die differently in the books? I hadn't got to that part. Okay, but I can tell you, he didn't die up to that point. So they definitely beefed up. He dies later the, in the books. Yeah, yeah they, I do remember that part. And I was they like, almost oh. replaced Gurney Halleck with Duncan Idaho, and in terms of the roles, um, where 
Almost, yeah. The book represents that they're friends, right? Yes. And it looks more like a, I mean, it's a, it's a mentor thing in the book as well. Um, and yeah, they, they beefed it up. They've got Jason Momoa. They're going to watch him, want him to kick some ass. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah, and so, yeah, cool. that, that, <laughs> that doesn't bother me at all. But I also don't care about any of the other books. Um, I've tried to read Dune Messiah and couldn't get into it. So, huh. And I thought it was weird when all of a sudden Duncan Idaho showed up again. And I'm like, wasn't he dead? I thought he was dead. Come on in. You're fine. Don't apologize to us. Apologize to Seth. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what did you think of the movie? It was awesome. Okay. Yeah. Emily says it was awesome. So. That's a thumbs yeah. up M rating. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she liked. She liked the sound. It was immersive. Yeah, I liked it too. The sound um, was quite immersive. Yeah. I, I do prefer, you know, a, a Michael Giacchino or. Oh, well, I'm almost calling more on orchestral. orchestral. Yeah. 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 But I, I, I have to admit, I liked the blasted uh, <laughs> uh, bagpipes. In places. I thought that was oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was so. cool. Seat-rattling bagpipes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Colin, I've, I've noticed in some of the things that you object to in movies, yeah. you're objecting to the movie business, uh, fundamentally. No. Okay. Let me explain. Okay. I was they say, should yeah, have cast explain. a bunch of nobodies. <laughs> never going to happen. Just never, ever going to happen. You mean like The Princess Bride? You mean like Star 40 Wars? 40 years ago. 50 years ago. That's right. But those movies were incredible movies. They picked people that, that act really well. And that's not a knocking mm-hmm. on the acting of many of the people that were there. Yeah. But you don't have to have A-list actors in order to make a great movie. Because if that was true, then all these other movies, which get incredible uh, you know, Oscar and Golden Globe awards, mm-hmm. would never exist. Sure. And I guess, you know, like we, we just did an episode on The Invisible Man, right? Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Moss is arguably A-list. Everybody else in that movie not right right well maybe you, so you can thought. do it but it's a cheap movie too right you're not you don't have the budget to hire a bunch of a-listers yeah. so, so what was wrong with a-list casting for this yeah, movie, but, i guess did you think someone was miscast oh yeah paul how come uh, paul's supposed to be 16 timothy chalamet is at least 10 years older than that yeah, yeah he, he, he looks, looks youthful though. looks pretty young he, though he, no he's definitely a young yeah. man versus yeah, yeah, he's a man yeah. not a young man so did you have a problem with hmm. that with the david lynch movie as well and, yeah, because he was the quite a bit older than that. Right? Yeah. Now, if, on the sci-fi miniseries, yeah, they, they picked a kid, a guy yeah. that was way too young to be, or right. way too old to way be too Paul. Old. Yeah. And yeah. I'd have to think about the David Lynch one. See, oh. I, feel like, I feel like Paul could pass for 16, but they never said he was 16. So, but, yeah, the, he's not 16 in the movie, is what I'm saying. I think it's important that he is 16, because it talks about, it talks about him becoming a man and determining who he is. You know, when you're in your 20s, you know who you are. That's all been said and established, and it's, it's sure. written. I'm not not written in stone, but it's who were you in your 20s? There. Arrested Development. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what I wanted to be in my 20s. That's why you went in the Navy. Was, yeah, exactly. I was lost in the Navy in my 20s. <laughs> yeah, let me think. So in the 20s, I was en route to being a chip designer, and I got internships as a chip designer. I was married. master school already. to be a chip designer. Yeah. yeah. Got you married. Ahead of me. I was a chip designer for 11 years. Fair so enough. I'm gonna say I knew what, what yeah. I wanted to okay. do and was pretty established. Yeah. Of course, you're just, that was also you're just sitting the bar 18. way too high, dude. Yeah, you gotta lower yeah. that thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't have a problem with any of the casting, and I didn't feel like. I mean, I, I liked the casting. Actually, yeah, I, 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 I thought, thought yeah. the the actor wasn't Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was sufficiently young looking and still room to grow and mature. Especially, uh, yeah, he he came across. That's still a stupid young kid to me. <laughs> He's a little broody. You know, he, yeah, he, he has yeah. that look to him. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. it matches up with, well with Zendaya. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see about their chemistry but, in the movie, too. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So, as the movie was winding down, you know, I had, I had looked at my watch to see what time it was, and I thought, I thought, okay, oh, yeah. we're, we're not very far into this. And as the duel was happening, I thought, this would probably be a good place to end the movie. Like, it's a natural stopping point. I felt like of... her dialogue gave it right away that this oh, was yeah, going to Oh, yeah, definitely. As soon, as soon as that came in, I thought, okay, credits are going to roll <laughs> yep. here. Yeah. But it feels like about a third of the way through. So I'm curious if there's really oh, just going to be... Oh, you think it's going to be a trilogy? Or... I, I, I mean, it seems like it. That's what I've been wondering. Emily and I were talking about this on the way over, whether or not they're going to do two movies or three movies. Yeah. They didn't even but... introduce Fade Routha, right? Who, who oh. is a major presence in the book, but he's not in it very much. No, mm-hmm. I think he's been rolled into Beast Robin because you specifically called him nephew. And I don't remember if that relationship... Yeah, yeah. The, well, the first 150 pages, mm-hmm. that relationship doesn't exist because that character's not there. Yeah. So, right. I mean, in terms of adapting the book, it makes sense that you don't even mention Fade Rautha. The sci-fi miniseries tried to put some interstitial stuff in to introduce that character because you need to establish him yeah. if he's going to be a major character later on. Maybe he'll be a major And he's really just a major character for one scene in the book. Uh, not sure about that. I mean, he's he's in different scenes, right? Lovely, lovely fade, right? But, yeah, that's a quote right mm-hmm. out of the book. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I felt like it, it's a fairly long movie. Yeah. It didn't really feel rushed. So I, I think no. it, it covered an appropriate amount of the, the book. I'm just curious in the second movie, is there going to be a time jump? Because that would be one way to do it, right? To, to, to jump to Paul now has the blue eyes. And there's a lot that happens <laughs> in the rest of the book. Yeah. So I'm curious where, where they'll go with that. One thing that I liked here was I felt like in the David Lynch movie and in the sci-fi miniseries, they went a little too far with the blue eyes, like freaky, yeah. iridescent thing. Where right. here I felt like it's subtle and in, in low light, you, you can just barely make it out, but it was more consistent. So I like yeah, that. but and that's just technology. Yeah. I think that overall goes well with the, with the rest of the movie where they did all the graphics and visuals, I think really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wondering how, how well the movie would stand on its own. And I'm very curious, you know, to, it feels like the first part of a story, right? Yeah. Yeah. It It doesn't stand well on its own at all. I mean, there's no conclusion because the conclusion is Paul being the rightful uh, ruler of Arrakis. Arrakis. Right. Yeah. It it ended the way that, uh. Lord of the Rings ended for me. <laughs> yeah, kind of. That's kind of how I got, felt. Got like, over oh, one major yeah, okay. conflict, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point, but that's where you the know first it's not ending; movies. it just keeps going. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I've only heard there's supposed to be just two movies, but there's a lot of plot from the book that is left to be covered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the question is, all of the the religion and the politics and all those other parts, mm-hmm. they usually don't translate well to movies. Yeah. I mean, they hinted at it right here. The the idea that the the whole myth right. of the uh, Lizan al Gaib was planted by the Bene Gesserit with the missionary protectiva or whatever it's called. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. which and is kind of, interesting. Yeah, and they laid the foundation for Paul marrying the emperor's daughter and becoming the new emperor. Right. I kind of liked the way they started. You know, because a book can be really in a person's head and and say, you know, and then he saw this or he dreamed and this happened. I, I liked the whole idea of them kind of starting to mix in his waking dreams where it's just flashes of things mm-hmm. that were confusing. And the guy who said, I'll teach you many things, that was Jameis, right? I think so. So I, I thought that was really interesting that he's having a flash forward to something that's never, a conversation that's not going to happen, yeah. but he is going to be learning from Jameis because of what happened. Wasn't that the guy he killed? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was weird too. Yeah, I liked it though. I, I, I was I was like, I was like he, oh, he will continue okay. continue to learn from Jameis, even though yeah, because because he got into 
the tribe, essentially, by right. killing him. Yeah. I did kind of want to see that I was a friend of Jameis. I kind of thought he was going to yield, and then he didn't. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh. No, then he couldn't yield and, and have Colin happy. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Mm, well, no. Well, it was just with the vision. I was, like, tricked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think there were multiple vision outcomes. I think it spoke yeah. to how fluid the right. future exactly. could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but the presence of the woman's voice was almost like the Bene, the Bene Gesserit were trying to influence the outcomes. Like, mm-hmm. we want to be rid of Paul. You know, yeah. Give us Aaliyah, and then we'll, we'll talk. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, where he, like, he's hearing that influence in there. Yeah. Anything you really liked, other than the, the visuals, obviously, were, were stunning. I love the ornithopters. Mm-hmm. I thought those looked looked great yeah i remember i, I really like the one the book too just the way they described them, like dragonfly ships is cool yeah so, you know i'm always looking for the little things <laughs> mm-hmm. the fact that they had a picture of leto's grandfather and the bull that's that was right up there i, I saw you gesture something and i thought i guess the bull must be important to call him. yes <laughs> yes <laughs> the, the the bull is significant and they talk about why right because you know his his right. grandfather died on a bull's horns and that mm-hmm. that bull's mm-hmm. horn statue goes with the atreides i like yeah i like the little um statue yeah, it's supposed, to, had, it's supposed yeah. to be all coated in blood, though, with her literally with his grandfather's blood. Oh, interesting. <laughs> didn't didn't remember that. And there's there's a little argument between uh, Jessica and Leto about where those things go, <laughs> and the, it's ended by I'm putting these things in my dining hall, and if you don't want to sit there, I can have your meals delivered to you in your room. Oh. And it talks, <laughs> it, it it shows just what a patriarchal society that it is. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, kind uh-huh. of on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, so I liked the fluidity of the future vision thing, like indicating that there's multiple possible outcomes, because that's definitely part of the book. Mm -hmm. Um, But you don't really get any hint of that in the book until the Mm -hmm. last third, it seems like. Now, talking about movie business, I kept on throwing up my hands because very few people were showing good still suit uh, discipline. But that's because you can't just have people in face masks the whole time. Right. Unless they are part of the Spice Guild and you don't want to see what's inside that helmet. Yeah. um, (laughs) Yeah. I, I did right. think it was interesting that, like, this is the first adaptation that has not shown the guild navigators doing their work, right? Mm-hmm. It just switched. And I love the look of the, the big hole in space ships. Um, just oh, yeah. look, just yeah. looked like a big piece of pipe. Yeah. Um, I feel like they kind of gloss over the navigator thing, but, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They're not that important in the book. Well, they are. Yeah. Because, uh, because are, at the end, right, he's yeah. threatening to blow up the spice and hamstring the navigators. Right. Right. And, and bring all interstellar trade to a halt. So having knowing what they are is important. I still felt like they focused on a little bit more in the book, didn't they? Maybe toward the end, but not in the beginning. Okay. In the beginning, right. it's just like, yeah, they hold a stranglehold on intergalactic travel. Yeah. So that's why they're yeah. important. So they need right. the spice for that. Yeah. Right. Which they, it's funny. They say, I guess they did say that in the movie, one sentence and then it was over. Yeah. But I, I feel like the movie didn't quite communicate the importance of the spice yet. It did in his in his lessons, right? That it mentioned that the yeah. navigators needed yeah. to do their work. Yeah, but hmm, I just feel like the impression wasn't there, and I feel yeah. like it was more impressed upon in the book, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I feel like they they sowed a seed in the movie. Yeah, that they'll. I'm sure they'll call back in right. another movie, two or three. So <laughs> the most the most egregious thing that I thought was wrong uh-huh. was Paul did not do the fear litany. Yeah, he did. He no. was mouthing it. Jessica said the whole thing. I know, he but was he, was, he was mouthing it, though. His mouth was moving. I don't yeah. believe you can read lips. 
Okay, I'll, I'll slow it down on, on uh, HBO Max and see. But my impression was that he was mouthing it, mm. that that's what he was going through in his mind. Yeah, see, that, that should have been him in, mm. in voiceover whispering it in his mind no. as he's no, completely no, no, no. non-reactive to what's going on, which is exactly the way it's poured out in the story. Right, which you don't have to do in the movie. Um, you can do it in a movie because it shows how human he is. But you don't have to. No, that's the thing. He is supposed to be not only human, but better than human. Sure. And that, that young man that we saw was not. Yeah, he was. He, 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 that doesn't mean he doesn't have any animal instincts. Well, read the book. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I reread that chapter, um, not recently, but uh, in, the, in the last year. But yeah, I, no, I didn't have any problem with that. And I brought to it the expectation that that's how he's getting through it, was the litany against fear. So mm-hmm. um, I feel like the, that litany came in in the storm, too. But was that still Jessica? No, I don't remember. Yep, that was still Jessica. Hmm. And the other thing is, if your ornithopter is spinning that fast mm-hmm. in the th- in the storm while you're just floating, you are jelly on the inside. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, that, that thing is a mobile <laughs> egg beater at that point. Yeah. That, that was so unrealistic. <laughs> hey, man, they were a leaf on the wind. Watch how they soar. They were not right. soaring. They, were, <laughs> they weren't even falling with style. That, <laughs> yeah. They were doing this. Whee! Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Ethan liked it, uh, though I was telling you guys that uh, the the sound system and the and the picture yeah, went crazy. all wonky right at the end of the movie. Wow. And so so Sheesh. Ethan and his buddies all got free movie tickets out of it. Yeah. So good on him. It's cool. Yeah. Uh James, other yeah. things from you. Colin and I have been right talking the whole time. This is how it goes. Ah, I, 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 I liked all the effects. The knife fighting was yeah. cool. The personal shields were pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah. It made it made a good uh a good reason to have all the sword fighting in the first place. <laughs> yeah, really shoot people. Projectile weapons don't don't yeah. work in a suit. They have those burrowing things, but right. those yeah. if you can, if they're in a spot you can brush them off, then you can. But, yeah, yeah, no, that was cool. Yeah. I, I like the uh, I like the flying fat man. <laughs> you know, that's not. I don't believe that's in the book. It's a nod to the original Dave Lynch movie. the The soundtrack has a special track that is just called the Flying Fat Man. Mm. Oh really? <laughs> and that, it, that they brought that in. It's, it's how he survived the poison gassing from Leto was I thought yeah. pretty cool too. Yeah. Oh no, that's that's definitely in the book. Where, where no, he, he well he he's he's so big that he's got anti grav generator kind of things to allow him to move. Right. 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 Um, well, maybe I I might be bringing that in from the movies where he flies backwards and that's what what saves his life. I'll have to look it up in the book. Yeah. Um, I'll keep reading. And I'll, if if it's significant, okay. I'll bring it up. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, I don't know. Any, any other yeah. thoughts? We don't. We don't have to go super long because we we have done an entire like two hour episode on Dune previously. <laughs> See our previous work. <laughs> yes, and I, and I have an episode on uh, Dune on the Hugo Show as well, which ah, is okay. probably my longest episode on there. Wow! So because it's a large book, and you know, we did not cover everything. Right. We never cover everything. No. And you didn't even did you touch the movies or was it all book? All book. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Well, yeah, it's quite a book. Yeah. So, I guess what are the positive things? I mean, it brought politics into it. It brought religion into it. It brought, uh, you know, the prophecies, multiple prophecies, and that they were seated, seed, seated by the Bene Gesserit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of things in there which which were good. It's just I'm I'm still disappointed. That's like, how can you how can you get this close and just not take that additional step? Which additional step? Of uh, doing everything from the book. Well, you can't do everything <laughs> from the book. As much as I would like, you really can't do everything from the book, but. I don't think, again, I don't think the changes that were introduced bring tons that were significant or impressive or improving to what, what compared to the book. I just can't, I can't think of many changes. I mean, we talked about a couple of them, but to me, those are very minor. 
Yeah. So, but it, it, that's yeah. the nice thing about opinions, right? My, my job is to be Mr. Canonical. Your <laughs> right. job is to say adaptation means change. Adaptation means change. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I, I was kind of going down a mental checklist in there where I was like, okay, the, the scene where um, Gurney comes in and, and Paul like tells him, no, how about a song today? You know, that's straight mm-hmm. out of the book. Yeah. Um, and the, the whole conversation about don't have your back to the door. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And everything, you know, I'm not in the mood. But there were no songs. No songs. I'm not surprised at that. Just wah. (laughs) (laughs) No songs, just wah. Wah. I like it. Mm. Yeah, uh, Emily and I were were talking about the same thing you just mentioned over the bringing in, how they brought in the politics and like indigenous people politics and stories and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I I, I don't know, I feel like the movie started telling a pretty good story all on its own even it's not canonical <laughs> yeah yeah now that's that's a whole separate question as to whether or not the movie is just good if you never mm-hmm. ever saw the book yeah. yeah do you want me to execute no don't worry about it okay. a few meows aren't gonna hurt anybody okay yeah. and they're probably not even on the thing but yeah if i had never seen if i had never read the book mm-hmm. i think i would have liked this movie a lot better okay well, I'm planning on watching it with Elaine on HBO Max because she's yeah. she's kind of fascinated by. It. I told her it's uh, Lawrence Arabia, Lawrence of Arabia in space, and she went, "Oh, well, now I kind of want to watch Lawrence of Arabia." I'm like, okay, yeah. we can do that too. Um, although that that movie is meant the Sandcrawlers did kind of remind me of the Sandcrawlers in Star Wars. Yeah, very much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they probably filmed. I mean, like there there were scenes where I thought they they filmed this where they filmed mm-hmm. uh, the Rise of Skywalker, and then of course there's Poe. Right. It's funny because yeah. he was like, I always want to be a pilot. And right. First thing he came to my head was like, in a different universe, you were a buddy. Good yep. for you. Well, I feel like that was a direct nod. But, oh, yeah. You know, he wanted yeah. to be in an X Wing instead of an Ornithopter. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> the Ornithopters yeah. were cool, though. Well, one yeah. thing I want to watch out for is a lot of times we look at the success of a movie based on its box office. Yeah. And mm-hmm. because of the way the world is now, that's never, ever going to happen, no matter how good or popular that movie is or isn't. Yeah. I mean, there are some movies that still make hmm. decent bank, right? Because because different, we're we're in a pocket of the United States that is still not locked down, but we still have mask mandates. Mm-hmm. Where Ethan doesn't in Texas, you know, um, mm-hmm. much of the South doesn't. Hmm. So there's a lot of people going to theaters. Right. Ethan said that um, theater was packed. Um, not for he, I didn't ask him about this one, but for the last Dang. one that he went to. Wow. So so you think you can get to like a solid three digits? I think so. I'm 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 curious how it'll work because because you know um, I've enjoyed all the movies by this director that I've seen. You mm-hmm. know, Sicario I thought was great. Prisoners is really hard movie to watch, but really good. Um, <laughs> Arrival was really good. Arrival was um, really good. I really liked Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I watched it again uh, recently and and uh, and still really like that one. And uh, didn't he also do uh, uh, Annihilation? No, no, no that that's, was. That's, um, Alex Garland. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I love I love his right. movies too. Alex so yeah. um, I like some of his work, but not all of it. Yeah. So the so yeah. The Sun was cool. The one with what? Alex Garland, that Sun movie. What was it called? Sunshine. Sunshine. Oh, I do love that movie. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Danny Boyle directed that one. Alex Garland wrote it. <laughs> no, but he wrote it right. Yeah. 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 So I, um, y- you know, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, definitely slow paced. Right, oh, where, where you feel like that that movie fits well with Blade Runner. <laughs> even yeah, even re- when I rewatched it, I thought, okay, there's a couple scenes where we watch the guy walk really slowly. We talked about this on our on our podcast. Um, where this one, I didn't feel like it. There there were a few slow motion walking scenes where I thought, okay, we're channeling Jack, Zack Snyder here, <laughs> but um, but I didn't feel like it dragged. So um, I'll, I'll see what uh, Elaine thinks. So yeah. any other any things we want to talk about? Looking forward to the second movie. Still, yeah, don't know yeah. when that's coming out, but 
I do want to mention I'm planning on doing an episode with a couple of other podcasters, uh, may, maybe a couple other people about the movie for the Hugo show, just because I'm sure it will make the short list for Hugo's next year. Um, Probably. So, yeah, just we'll get some more impressions. I, I might not talk much. I might just kind of let them go and tell me what they think. So one of them would be Michael, the guy who ha- I had on for Dune. Oh, so, nice. Cool. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Anything yeah. else? Final thoughts? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep it short. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, let us know what you thought of the movie. I'm, I'm curious. I'm going to go out there and watch some other reviews. Bye, everybody. Bye. Later. <laughs>